What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. Uh, and it's not just news in Singapore. It's news yes. around the world every once in a while. News around the world, news in Singapore, news about us as well. I mean, mm. okay, la, I mean, uh, no, sorry, just to just to sidetrack a bit, la. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, the, we've been quite busy with a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how how how's your week been, man? Uh good, la, Good, good, good. Uh, always happy mm. when we get to do three podcasts. Um, because mm. even mm. when doing research, like where I cut off on any given news website already is when I noticed the articles that I that we were considering for the previous podcast. I'm like, okay, cool, covered everything that's come mm. up since then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean in drafting, in thinking of what to talk about? Like, yeah, what to talk about? Yeah, 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 shortlist right. and stuff, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and then of course, is that is that um, you know, you reach that script the bottom of the barrel on Instagram when you go on your thirst trap, uh, the spirals when you reach the point where they they give you a tick. You're up to date. Have you, had, have you encountered that before? Oh, not a long time. Uh, not a long time. Yeah, you you under oh, like that. Uh? Yeah, yeah. But you scroll and then after that, yeah. they just essentially you seen all the posts oh, you, that have been there oh, since. Oh yeah, you last came. Then, tick, right? Yeah, the enemy comes you. You're up to date. <laughs> Usually at that point, I'm probably sitting on a toilet bowl and I'm like, yeah, I think it's time to get off Instagram. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm trying to make it a point to not bring my phone into the bathroom. Oh, um, really? Okay. I'm trying to, like, at least in the morning, like, in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, don't, don't, don't want to yet. So, but sometimes it's hard, yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. one of those things, like, probably all our phones, right, are fucking filthy, you know. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. filthy as shit. Like, you can't wash your phone with soap. Mm. Um, uh, wipe it. Just wipe it. Yeah, but wipe also is like, wipe with what? The toilet paper or something, like, right? Oh, <laughs> See, that's the problem. There's this, this thing called wet wipes or alcohol so, wet wipes. So every time you go to the bathroom with your phone, you wet wipe your phone, is it? No, like, not every time, but every yeah. now and then, every now and then you should wipe your phone, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I won't deny also that in the past, I have dropped my phone into the toilet bowl. <laughs> it has, uh, oh, I, I've it's, never done the bowl happened. before. I've done, I've dropped it on the floor, like, the toilet floor. Oh, allow yeah. it. The moment it slips your hand and you can tell that there is no way it is going to avoid the bowl, right? Mm. Fuck, man. Like, that feeling, right, is hard to describe. Right? Mm. Mm. And then you have to yeah, take yeah, it out. You have to take off the case. You yeah. have to wash it somehow, make sure it dries. And, put oh, it in rice, just, though, right? You have to put it in rice. Yeah, but sometimes you don't have rice when you're traveling. <laughs> wow, well, love it. Then, supposing you can't find rice in that country, then you, what, couscous or something. First world problems. First world problems. Couscous or... Rice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find rice to dry yeah. my phone that dropped into my toilet bowl because I couldn't take a moment to poo without my phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, first world problems. Yes. Uh, yes. Cool. Uh, it's kind of kind of mirrors like uh you know I, I I like it that people are also saying that uh they have different techniques of keeping up with our podcast as well. Mm. Whether it's listening to oldest first to newest first or newest first to oldest first, it tells mm. you that people are trying to catch up as well uh, with our content. When, yeah, especially yeah. when it's three times a week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's good to hear today. The mm-hmm. the topics is going to be even more to catch up on because yeah, at least the first topic lot, like, It's so yeah. big that oh, it's 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 exciting. It's interesting, like interesting. Yeah, and it affects yeah. the lives of 150 what, million people around the world. No, uh, that's just America, dude. Oh, America. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, but before we jump to all that, can we? We know. Yeah. So I mean, we have teased uh here and there over the past few weeks, um, and it has to do with our show. Uh, she's a terrorist, and I love her. Our comedy series that we made back in 2020 that we haven't been able to show since then because the network we made it for liquidated. So come next week, uh, we will be talking about it. We'll be mm. talking about it. Um, we can't give all the details at this point because there's a lot of things in the works. Mm. But within the next few weeks, everything will be clearer. Yeah. Right, Terrence? Yeah. Everything. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, like, like the COVID white paper and that lah. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> revisiting our past and seeing what lessons can be learned yeah, all the things we have been keeping down and uh, forcing down our own throats um, yeah mm-hmm. we will be talking about that uh, our story and hopefully hopefully a lot more hopefully a lot more, mm-hmm. hopefully a lot more. we shall see it's gonna be yeah. exciting times exciting, exciting times. times but yes. in the meantime um, shall we jump into it man yeah, even more exciting times for another Singaporean person, right? Exactly. Um, mm. Because uh, yesterday, uh, during the, the a congressional hearing in the US, the TikTok CEO, um, Sho Chu, uh, who is Singaporean, was grilled for more than five hours. Um, and I mean, it's been dominating the news today because there's all these clips online uh, about uh, like like just showing extracts and all, but it was non-stop bro, for five for five hours, and mm. it's just a very. I mean, we've all seen seen clips like this. I think the most notable one in recent times was Mark Zuckerberg. You know, mm. you sit at this long table alone. You have a mm. bunch of people behind you and a bunch of people in front of you sitting in a terraced gallery. La. You know, they're all mm. looking down on you. Um, and yeah, so there are so many articles that are written, but yeah, we're just gonna cover it because you probably would have heard about it. Uh, but but what's your what's your main takeaway from the past week uh, in the build up and and after it has happened, uh, Terence? Uh, I think in the build up was quite interesting, right? Because it's not it's not like a new thing that he was just announced as the CEO of of uh, TikTok, uh. Mm. But it almost like there was a, the build up to this congressional hearing was almost like it was like his coming out party, mm. you know, where finally we're seeing this guy on the big stage answering to. American lawmakers about what the you know the mystery behind TikTok and uh, how TikTok is linked to the Chinese government and things like that lah. Mm. And uh, you know we've seen this happen to all the tech giants before, right? Whether it's Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, and and other uh, leaders of tech companies lah. So mm. to now see a Singaporean, born and bred Singaporean, you know, uh, at the helm of one of the world's biggest uh, tech companies now being grilled in that same fashion by by the American lawmakers and covered in the media in that same fashion. Uh, it's almost like a, a rite of passage that he has to go through as the CEO of a big tech, a tech company. Yeah. You mean uh-huh. Jeff Bezos also appeared in front of Congress? I believe so. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be, I, I would be very shocked if he hasn't appeared in front of Congress. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, it was interesting because like when he became CEO two years ago, I think we may have talked about it or there was some talk la, like, hey, shit, a Singaporean dude is becoming the CEO of a like a global tech company, like one of the biggest mm. companies in the world, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking like, hey, but is he really Singaporean, Singaporean? And and yeah, he, he is. He, he is. grew up in Singapore. He went to the UK to study. Uh, then he mm. went to the US to do his master's at Harvard. 
Um, he worked as a Facebook intern, and then he went to China. He worked in a VC uh, in a private equity firm, um, mm. and then he uh, became the CFO of um, Xiaomi, and then he joined ByteDance, and then he became CEO two years ago. La. And currently, his wife and two children live in Singapore. Mm, mm, so yeah, I mean, he's a right. Singaporean. You hear him talk also. I mean, you can get hints of the Singaporean accent, lah. But mm. I also remember thinking that you know, like whenever a Singaporean makes an international stage, it's it's almost like at least the past few years, like It's it's a nice thing, like You know, it's a, maybe a, the, the of course there's Joseph Schooling. Then you have uh, who else has you know Anthony Chen wins the Khan Award. Um, mm. And it's always, oh, you know, it's a positive thing. But now, <laughs> it just felt weird that it's a Singaporean person who is the CEO of a tech company, but it's the other side of global fame. Mm. You know, it's mm. not, it's positive to a certain extent, but it's also like now a public villain like, in the same way that Mark Zuckerberg is a villain. I mean, wouldn't say like hardcore villain, villain, but seen mm. in negative light, like, right? Yeah, characterized as a villain or caricatured yeah. in some sense. As a caricatured. Villain. I mean, he's a young yeah. guy by like a, a tech CEO's uh, standards, like 40, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think everybody kind of could foresee how this Congress congressional hearing was going to go because we have seen clips of like Mark Zuckerberg being asked like really stupid ass questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, like even before that, I'll, um, like uh, just for, for context, if people aren't aware, I wasn't the most aware before this. Like the mm-hmm. even the congressional hearing itself, right? I was wondering, what 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 prompts this thing to happen? What prompts these people to to gather? La? So mm. essentially, they are um, uh, organized uh, to investigate certain things, mm. um, and to to it normally is around a certain issue or topic. La. And this one was the the Congress of uh, what was it? Uh? I, I will I will pull it up at some point, but um, it was to investigate this. Thing that has been brewing for a while uh, with uh, regards to the security of t- data of TikTok users when it comes to China and then the whole China-US relations thing. Mm. So, so that was why it was convened. And I mean, if you haven't watched any clips, even for a few sec- few minutes, just watch it because it'll give you an idea of how the whole thing went. Mm. Like what clips have you seen uh, or how much of it did you watch? Yeah, I've seen probably the parts that uh, the media are really covering. Um mm. Really, I think the points were when one of the one of the Congress, uh, one of the Congress people, one of the Congress congressmen, congresswoman, yeah, congress no, woman, congress people, are correct, congress people. She said, uh, she finds it preposterous, uh, to quote her, that he doesn't, you know, believe or know of any any kind of uh links without Chinese government oversight over TikTok's uh business, uh, right? Mm. So she finds it, she says she finds it preposterous. And uh, I think that was one clip. And the other clip that really stood out, I think, was when someone asked him, because he's been, say, I think he said in interviews prior that uh, his own eight-year-old kids or kid is are not on TikTok lah, mm. because in Singapore. So they asked, why is it that even your, you don't even allow your own kids on TikTok, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those those two, two, two points really stuck to me. Oh, and one more, I think, where one congresswoman played a clip from TikTok. There was yeah. basically a video of a gun, just a handgun, mm. and just with some caption saying that you know the the the, the this is this will this is I think this is for the 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 Congress the the, the you know this this particular committee lah 
that is sitting mm. down to to talk to to talk to him like right is it will yeah. be that this firearm is directed or this warning is directed at them like. so she was asking you say that your you know your platform inciting violence and all that is part of your user policies that you would remove any content that incites violence but this particular content that that is directed at one of the members of within this panel uh has been there for 41 days and mm. you've not done nothing about it like right so so yeah. those clips really stood out to me because um uh yeah they were really pointed and and directed at at him la, and tiktok la, right and for mm-hmm. you what what stood out to you um i mean like in the specific question i remember one congressman was asking oh does uh tiktok have to connect to your home wi-fi <laughs> i mean it, it was it was building up to a point he was trying to make i guess where mm-hmm. um and then the tiktok ceo was like um yes your phone has to connect to your home wi-fi to access the internet mm-hmm. he was like okay so in that case does ByteDance have the ability to access the data of my phone and home so you can see where he was going at but taken out of context it's a fucking dumbass question mm-hmm. but it also reveals like the whole dynamic of the congress uh hearing which mm. was almost not to actually discuss things, but it mm. was just for every congresswoman and every congressman to share their opinions mm. and get their voice heard mm. with no regard for what the CEO had to say. La. Yeah. So, yeah. because, it, like the whole dynamic also, you know, each person takes the floor um, for uh, X number of minutes and they're all competing mm. against time. So mm. if you watch any one of them, they would ask a question like, okay, does TikTok support genocide? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the CEO would be, uh, I, I'm, I'm here to talk about TikTok. And like, does, t- the, does TikTok support genocide? And then uh, sh- the CEO would be like, um, I mean, like, can we talk about TikTok? And then, be like, then they move on to the next question. Mm-hmm. And they would ask questions like, can you say with 100% certain t- certainty that ByteDance has no access to TikTok's data? And then the CEO would be like, um, I mean, that we do share a lot of public data and then the uh, same thing. Can you say with 100% certainty, yes or no? Mm. And he'll be like, but there is probably, the, then, then, then they'll say, if you can't answer, I'll take it as a no. Mm. Then, then it just feels like, okay, so then this is just a show already. Like, like I'm not a fan of TikTok. Uh, I'm not a fan of um, the, the all these big tech companies getting so powerful and having that much access. Like. Mm. But when these sort of congressional hearings are run like that, then it just feels like, what what is what is being discussed here? Because like certain articles that are maybe a bit more critical, they tend to say a couple of things like which stood out for me is that there is a national privacy law. There is draft legislation to make that more powerful, but that hasn't really been passed yet, lah. Mm. Uh, and that is something that would cover the matter of privacy across all platforms. Mm. But that is stalling. Yeah. Um, then if whatever regulation they pass on TikTok, right, would it? would they pass the same ones on other tech companies that are also in the social media space that even have as many, if not more users? Mm, mm, yeah. So then it feels like, do they realize that if they impose here, then of course it would have to impact the other social media companies, right? And of mm. course there's, there's some sort of agenda, of course there might be speculation, but this whole thing has been brewing for a while about TikTok being banned in the US. Mm. I think even from a few years ago and then TikTok being sold. So just watching it is like, wow. Yeah. There definitely is a yeah. it's a showmanship element to every the whole thing, like, right? Like yeah. they're not even giving him a lot of times they just cut him off. They don't give him the right the the chance to ex you know um expand on his answer or anything. Uh. They just want to make that point and then hear a yes no response from him and then move on. Yeah, exactly. 
And yeah. I mean, even as a like, even if if you're neutral or something, you watch it, it just feels like oh fuck, like um, the, how does this? How do the general public perceive this? Like, is it just you see someone getting skewered? Uh, and not even in a, you know, as 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 Shanmugam defines what a debate is, la, you know, mm-hmm. you put forward an argument, you back it up with evidence and it goes back and forth. Mm. But no, la, it's just, it's not even a hearing. And it's so ironic, they call it a hearing. Mm. Why are they hearing? It's your own yeah. voice. Yeah. I, I also, yeah, like right. you, I, I did feel, um, yeah, of course, there's a very big part of showmanship to it that mm. all these politicians just, you know, want to fuel outrage against TikTok and show that they're standing up to big tech and, and Chinese, uh, you know, Chinese conglomerates and things like that, like, right? Yeah. Um, but one thing you have to say, like, right, is not, it isn't exclusively or only when it's a Chinese company that we do this. Mm. When it was Mark Zuckerberg on the stands, uh, and then I looked at, I think Jeff Bezos also was, was uh, spoke to them, but, but not in person. I think it was uh, during COVID, so it was over a video call, like, right? Mm. So when when it's even their own Americans, big tech CEOs as well, they have also grilled them, right? Mm-hmm. Grilled them and and asked them, uh, you know, haven't given them a very good chance to explain explain points, and and basically there there is that same political uh, back and forth about about Facebook's role in rigging elections and things like that as well, right? So mm. at least in that sense, you can say it's consistent, no? It's not that um, is true. It's not that they are, you know, racist against him because he's Chinese or he's from Singapore, he's not American or what. They are really facing him down as a as as another big tech giant. But this one has close intric- more close intricate links with China, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So but and I mean that is true, la. Like you watch it, it even I remember when they grilled Zuckerberg, right? It did have that kind of similar feel. Like mm. are you do you really want to talk about the technical stuff or you just want to get your voice heard? Um yeah. and in this case there are some legitimate concerns, lah, right? So, so broadly speaking, um, there were a few things that that they focus on. You know, TikTok's relationship to China, mm. the fact that the parent company is ByteDance, mm. um, and whether or not ByteDance, which has ties to the CCP, you mm. know, the 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 main government in China, doesn't that mean that they have access to TikTok indirectly? And a lot of that was show uh trying to dispute that line and kind of say no we give data to everyone when we uh we allow third party um uh, organizations to verify and hold us accountable Mm. um Mm. then there's also the project taxes and user data because there is a goal for tiktok to move all u.s data Mm. uh, to u.s servers um Mm -hmm. to be manned by u.s personnel and firewall so that means no other country can access it. And, and it's specifically be, in Texas, la, right? In Texas, yeah, in Texas. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's like as American as it can get already, you know? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> We're going to Texas, yo. <laughs> Project Texas. Yeah. So they are saying that they will do it by end of this year. Mm. Um, and then like youth safety, also that was a big thing because a lot of, like what you say, like there was videos on uh, intended violence or suggested mm. violence, but also videos of self-harm mm. and suicide. And a lot of Congress people were saying, your app, and like can be pushing our children to to death and self harm and all that la. and mm. that's true that is a problem yeah. so that's where his answers also were not the best like you know by saying that it is a big thing that we take seriously and all that mm. that's the problem with all the tech platforms right like mm. you want to be a platform for anyone to create content then you need to have policies in place to to manage this la, right yeah yeah and then so, the, i think yeah. the 
yeah, the you know we've <clears throat> we've even seen this kind of grilling happen in Singapore, right? When Mo and Shanmugam was facing down uh, uh, someone from Facebook, mm. uh, and and it was yeah, it was also he was also being grilled about uh, the influence that Facebook has, lah, right? Yeah, over yeah, yeah. Over, uh, over people and and the general population, but um, you know that's where. Uh, I think in in recent years or recent yeah recent years there's been thought about why why aren't social media sites you know treated more like a almost like a public utility like, right where mm. they can be more closely regulated more readily regulated and it's not so easy for the you know the the management or the CEO to just decide oh this is the direction we're going to go with this and we're going to from now on you're going to see less content from this kind of thing and that kind of thing where there's no regulation from any anybody like, because they said like basically big tech has come to uh, I mean the thinking is that big tech has come and taken over uh the internet like, right the discourse on the internet like uh forums are no you know a lot of forums are shutting down and all all most conversation is channeled through these these big social media companies so yeah. why shouldn't it be treated like a public utility like electricity or water that is regulated more closely like, right Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's been an ongoing debate for a few years already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's one of the criticisms like, that there's all this debate, but what actions are being taken, la? Mm-hmm. I mean, to some extent, Singapore also has taken some action. Yeah. Um, yeah. because uh, TikTok is no longer downloadable on government devices. <laughs> yeah, but the, the interesting thing, yeah, today I learned, I guess that um, yeah, in Singapore you can't access TikTok as a below below thirteen years old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, Whereas correct, in correct. the US, you can. Um, I mean, I thought the answer answer was kind of flimsy, but it was his answer was basically that yeah, uh, my kids can't access TikTok because they live in Singapore and TikTok is not offered to people below thirteen in Singapore. But because in the US, there's uh, you have to offer uh, an app experience that is is good for that is a good experience for everyone, you know. So. They have an under thirteen TikTok experience that apparently you can't mm. post, you can't, uh, you you don't get a personalized feed, you don't get ads. So, yeah, today I learned that yeah, kids in the US like as young as eight years old, whatever, are on getting TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, they're uh, getting TikTok. Yeah, I thought I always thought that oh, it's a, uh, you know, they're using their parents' accounts or, or something like because you have to you know all those, all those terms of agreement that you have to agree to in order to to download and use an app. But apparently not. There is an under-13 uh, version of TikTok that they can use. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, it still feels a little slimy. Mm. Um, because, yeah, like you can argue that, oh, yeah, it's for it. Under-13, we curate and we, we don't allow posting. But once you get people like, like kind of used to it already, it's, it's very easy to migrate them over to the full-fledged app, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it also did... did bring up the same age-old question. Like, I mean, there is a lot of good old, good info on TikTok. Mm. Um, there's mm. so much new content that I've discovered, new ideas, new um, personalities. But then, then the question is, yeah, like, how much are these platforms come regulating? Like, which is like what you said, you know, it feels like <clears throat> it needs to be a lot more stringent. Like, and to that, to that extent, I think I see less issues with YouTube um, mm. having this sort of like content that is harmful and all. I know a few years ago, they had their baptism of fire. Mm. You know, the apocalypse and like uh, where all these uh, ads pulled out a shit ton of money. But since then, <coughs> um, I think they have, they don't seem to appear in the news that often. Mm. Um, 
mm. uh, with regards to this shit, right? But TikTok, mm. I don't know. I think generally everyone has this vibe of TikTok where they know everything about you. They understand your brain. They rewire your brain. Yeah, yeah. So and, and, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. The the uh, to me it was like what was funny also was that uh, I think if you see a lot of the comments about this, uh, there are, are a lot of people in Singapore who are, you know, claiming that this is like uh, Americans being Americans, uh, right? Like like mm. really uh, tearing down people who are not from America and, and for their own ends and purposes. But again, I, I repeat, like, it's it's not just a TikTok, uh, right? All the other tech giants are facing that kind of scrutiny. And uh, to, you know, to the point where, like, Facebook was, was being accused of, of helping to rig an election and things like that, right? And being influenced mm. by Russia. So it's not just Russia, it's also now now it's China and, and ByteDance and all that, right? Mm. And I think this all this is also occurring in the backdrop of uh you know, Vladimir Putin, I think he was uh named by named by the International Criminal Court as a um as a was it a war criminal? No, I they they, they no the International Criminal Court put out arrest warrants for Vladimir Putin. Uh for mm. responsibility for unlawful deportation and transfer of children during the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So mm. they want, uh, the International Criminal Court wants to arrest Vladimir Putin, you know. And then, like, I think last week, what, China, Xi Jinping, president of China, went to visit him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there's no bigger fuck you to the rest of the world than that, right, I don't know what, what that is, like, right? Basically, it's China saying, you know, fuck whatever International Criminal Court thing you're talking about. This is my ally. I'm going to visit him, which yeah. kind of tells you, you know, China is basically drawing lines in the sand already, like, right? Very clearly, uh, with mm. what the international community views about Russia and, and who is, who are the allies and all these things. So that's where this whole TikTok thing happening is happening against that backdrop where it's very clear there's this global superpower, uh, yeah. sh- uh, you know, drawing of lines in the sand already, like, right? The, 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 yeah. the the between China, China and Russia on one side and the US on the other side, like, right? And that's yeah. where this TikTok thing has also just come at this time. And that's why it feels like it's much bigger than just about TikTok, which is so big already, right? The whole, the whole, you know, TikTok app, like I said, 150 million people in the US, but it's happening against the all, amidst all these geopolitical tensions that are going on as well. Like. Yeah, because even a few weeks ago, there were the apparent Chinese drones flying over the US, right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, there's just so much of this. And I mean, you know, the the more you talked about, like, you know how, I mean, Facebook, uh, they were also were in the news for rigging the elections or, or influencing the elections, right? Uh, supposedly by, by people in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, and just now, I know I, I mentioned that certain articles pointed out that do the senators not know that if they impose bans on TikTok, They'll, like there has to be bans on other social media platforms mm. but then then thinking about it and you know like talking about it in the global geopolitical context maybe that's what the congress people want um, mm. to of course this is just purely speculation they want to impose bans on these social media platforms which are fucking powerful and amongst all of them mm. TikTok also has that geopolitical uh, undertone to it lah. because mm. Facebook is homegrown right in the US mm. um, and even at that point there's been so much pushback towards Facebook. There's so much pushback towards Facebook being a monopoly, how it needs to, you know, break up and sell. So almost TikTok, maybe maybe that's their strategy, you know. We target TikTok, we get it banned, 
And mm. you make it easier to ban all the other social media platforms because not all of them are saying, hey, but but Facebook never do, you know. That was something mm. that the TikTok CEO was saying, right? You know, there are other platforms that don't even do this, but mm. we do it. Mm. Mm. And then the other platforms will be like, yeah, but we do this. TikTok doesn't do that. Mm. And they're all just pointing blame to, it, to each other. So maybe by banning TikTok, it would be the, the watershed moment, you know. Mm. Mm. And Facebook, YouTube, all oh, suddenly, bada boom, bada bing. Mm. I mean, just gets clamped down, like. Yeah, like like China bans a lot of uh, American apps, all right, from yeah. from being used there. So yeah, in some sense, that could be the retaliation, lah. But don't forget, there's a very large user base in the US as well, and I think outside of Congress in the US, in Washington DC, there were people, literally Americans protesting. Yeah, you know, correct. <laughs> they didn't want to lose their TikTok communities because of these decisions, so they're protesting against this, uh, this witch hunt against TikTok, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so it tells exactly. You it's not as easy a decision to just like we can't say they want to ban the thing uh. hey, but then because, but then you know oh yeah sorry go ahead so because like I mean Facebook the demographic does skew older uh, right it's almost mm. like okay you want to ban it's not cool but you ban TikTok uh. I even heard that the father of Charlie D'Amelio who is the second most followed TikToker in the world mm. and now she's reached a scale where she runs her own VC fund with her family you know He's trying to gather investors to buy TikTok. Like, if TikTok's for sale, <laughs> they want to buy TikTok. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that, yeah, like, like, what did you say? Like, there's one thing about banning an app that people don't really like. Yeah. But for TikTok, where amongst the young people, it is still the place. It is the cool kid yeah. at a party, you know. Yeah. You kick someone, the cool kid out of the party, where do people go? They go to whatever party the, the cool kid goes to. Mm, that's right, that's right. But yeah, uh, but I mean, mm. we've been looking at it from a very big macro level and how it impacts people around the world. Uh. But for you, do you feel mm. proud seeing him, seeing a Singaporean uh, born and bred, you know, went to a Singapore army and everything? Do you, see, do you feel proud seeing him sitting in front of Congress and, you know, uh, leading the charge uh, of TikTok against, against the, the regulators? Uh? Mm. I mean, to a certain extent, yes, man. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just, oh, okay, I don't know whether pride is the word, la, but it mm. just feels like, okay, you know, it's showing another side of Singaporeans. Because mm. if you thought, like, rewind 10 years ago, Singaporeans were seen as what, oh, don't, don't, uh, uh, like, boring, emotionless, and all this kind of shit. Then slowly over the years, feels like, okay, there are little, like, little sparks here and there. Oh, we can be athletic. Oh, we can we can win an uh, Academy Award for sound design mm-hmm. or we can win the Khan. And, so, and now is another side. Oh, we can produce someone who becomes a global tech CEO. You can disagree with him. Mm. You can dislike him. But I did feel like, I just wish he had a bit more of a Singlish accent. No? <laughs> I just wish that, that yeah. there was a bit more of a Singlish accent. But, but what about you? Um, actually, yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's a smart guy and everything. Like his resume was tailor-made for this job, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he went to Hua Chong, Hua Chong, which is a Chinese school in Singapore, right? Uh, uh, so I'm sure his command of Chinese should be pretty decent. And then he studied, I think, in UCL in London. Mm. And then he worked at Goldman Sachs, you know, investment mm. bank in the US for a couple of years. Then he went to Harvard to do his MBA. And mm. even while doing his MBA, he, he interned in Facebook, you know? While it was uh, a startup. Yeah, while well, he was very young in the startup. So, if there's anyone who is like perfect to be the TikTok CEO, the the you know the the guy from the the East who can speak Mandarin and and talk to people in China, you know, but with a very outward facing Western education where his resume glitters with all the 
the trappings of what a successful guy in America would, would do. You know, mm. that's him, right? It's a perfect mm. resume for that. Uh, so I felt, yeah, okay. I mean, kudos, well done for him, like, you know, live in Singapore, probably, you know, good class bungalow, all these things that some people were pointing out. Oh, he just, don't worry, don't, don't, they, they, a lot of people on the internet saying, don't worry too much about him. You know, he, he's probably losing sleep in his GCB on his very, very nice, big, thick mattress, like, you know, mm. if anything. But, uh, the other side of the coin also is like, uh, you know, in recent years, we've spoken about this as well. Uh, it's not just celebrities or sports people, you know, there was, uh, there was that, that it was not just celebrities or sports people who are facing, uh, issues in China, like, right? Where mm. it seems like some of them have been scrubbed from the internet or, mm. or, you know, certain things that they have said in public have been censored and then they disappear for some time and come back and suddenly all is well, right? Uh, yeah. you know, specific cases, there was Peng Shui, the, uh, the tennis Chinese player. tennis player who, you know, made some allegation about, about, uh, a relationship she was having with a government official and then took it down and then disappeared for, I think, a couple of months. And then when she resurfaced, it was like she had this blank look on her face where she's like, no, everything's fine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's quite chilling to watch the videos of, of people trying to interview her to ask her about things. Mm. And then there was um, the very, very famous actress, uh, Vicky Zhao, or Zhao Wei, as she's known, who also was, I think in 2021, suddenly was scrubbed from social media. As in literally mm. Chinese video sites stopped showing her stuff or, or you know, took away her credits from in the movies and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it was, she, she disappeared from social media for quite a while and she's only resurfaced here and there a little bit in the last couple of years, lah. But you don't really hear mm. much of her that much. Mm. Uh, and then obviously Jack Ma. Jack yeah. Ma as well from Alibaba also, his whereabouts also was, was for a while. It was like, where's, where did he go? And mm. seemingly it came after he criticized, uh, regulators around, around, uh, why, around his listing, uh, listing of his company or something like that, right? Mm. So, yeah, you know, there's a certain, to me, I was like, oh, wow, this, for this Singaporean guy to be CEO of a big tech firm from China, right? Owned by a Chinese company. Mm. Um, there must be some hurdles that he must have jumped through and certain tests he must have passed and, you know, certain things he must have sacrificed to get to his position, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it kind of makes me like, wow, this guy, uh, I think one day he, you know, if he ever has a chance to tell the story or what, it'd be probably be a pretty crazy story of of what kind yeah. of what kind of sacrifices he's had to make to get to this. And I'm not saying sacrifices in a wow he worked so hard kind of way. I'm talking about like you know what kind of compromises he's had to make. Whether it's you know you life or what. the overlords are the overlords looking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can speculate and all these things, but. The truth is, all the evidence points towards there being, you know, a lot of uh, influence uh, that the Chinese government has over celebrities, taxi, or sports people in China and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, after, you know, hearing uh, you go through all those examples and all, but, but the one question I had was, um, I mean, you went to Chinese High, right? No, no, you no. I, worked, didn't. I didn't go to Chinese didn't? High. Why? 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 I Chinese well, yeah, only, I Chinese go high. Chinese High. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, your primary wow. school, your primary school. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That no, your like, primary school. Wow. Your primary school. No, I didn't go to Chinese high primary school, no. Then wow. You went to... No, you went wow. to... Wow. <laughs> one part of your schooling journey was no. an all-boys school that was Chinese-affiliated uh, or something, SAP, right? Yeah, it was a SAP school, but it was Catholic high. 
if we're a Catholic high, oh. a Western, you know, a, a religion brought from the West. <laughs> and for some reason, because I'm Chinese, you characterized me as going to Chinese high. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, okay. So in that school, like what I'm trying to say is that, okay, the uh, show went to Hua Chong, you know, you went to, okay. you, you I went to you, Singapore school. Yeah. Went yeah, you went to Singapore school. school. But your first Indian friend came late, right? No, no, I had I had Indian friends in in primary school. Okay, right? fine. So you're again, again. Wow, the characterization is uh, is very evident here. The the coloured lens through which you view the world, Harish. Okay, fine. Skip forward there. You also worked in finance in New York. Yes. My, yes so yes. my question is, how come you never become TikTok CEO, Terence? I mean, you also you're studied. All, he's about same age. Yeah, yeah. about same age, right? Yeah. You, you also you finance. also studied. You also studied in, uh, you know, Ivy League University or that. How come you never become the Google CEO? I was born I was, I was born to the company. CEO? <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you're going to, if you're going to characterize that, I'll ask you back. No, <laughs> but the Google CEO is not Singaporean. Okay. You know, right, like, right, here right, is right. some guy who at some point growing up in Singapore, you, you breathe the same air as him. Correct, you know? correct, correct. Yeah. You know, so, but he also, uh, commissioned officer in the Singapore Armed Forces like you. So how come yeah. you didn't become, how come you never become TikTok CEO, right? The thing is like, there's no <laughs> other big tech company that has a Singaporean born CEO. Ah, okay, okay. Right. Mm. So, so yeah lah. So you, Terrence, you, it's a yes, no question. Oh, okay? yeah, yeah. I, no, my, I my Chinese was terrible. Thing, yeah. My Chinese is terrible. Yeah, I would have survived. I would have survived working in China. China lah. Yeah, that's for sure. 100%. Mm. Yeah. You did spend some time in China, right? Uh, I mean, mostly... Ish, like, ish, going there, yeah, coming Travel back. and all that. Like, yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, definitely doesn't qualify me to, to work there. Like, yeah. Oh, imagine uh, you ended up like, on Congress then your response is like, broadly speaking, uh, broadly <laughs> speaking, um, and just like... Oh, yeah, I don't know, man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. In, it, you know, there, there's something I, I do would ask as well. Like, if you had the chance to become TikTok CEO, but you kind of need to... Enter this what's the term a Faustian bargain la, right? Uh, yeah, Where you, you 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 know I don't, I don't, mean, know, I don't think you have so. to give I, up I a lot of so. uh, you have to give up a lot of uh, agency yeah agency and so called freedom about yeah. how you think or do things. So yeah, that so called so. deal with the deal with the devil la. Would you want that la, Right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, even like with with my previous company, Singapore Airlines, the corporate thing, I was really like like clashing with some of the bigger bosses and also I was like, okay, this I think this kind of big ass company, corporate structure thing, nah, not the best for me, lah. Not the best for mm, me. Mm, mm. Yeah. So so yeah, so I I can't I can't imagine. Like, maybe when I was younger, I used to think like I would imagine a lot of people thinking, maybe now not so much, but our time was oh, you know, CEO of big company, you know, that's something to aspire to. I don't know, but now looking at the bureaucracies of big companies and what you have to deal with, where a lot of it is like you know, all the dealing with like politics and shit like that. Mm. Oh no, fuck no. no. But even no. beyond the, even beyond the whether you enjoy the job, right? I think it's a, a, a bit about your, your personal. Beyond the, the weather? Of, beyond just like whether you want to do the job, whether you, whether working in a big corporation is for you. Uh, uh. I think there's also the sense of like, you, you kind of, there, there's a certain principles of, of being human and certain ethics and things like that, that you kind of have to, for goal, right? When when you when you are senior management of a larger organization and everything, yeah, right? yeah, I, I would say sometimes you have to, it'll be a tough balance, lah. You know, like yeah. what you know you want to do or what you have to do versus what you would do if you had the power, lah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, to me, it's like this one is is 
doubly is is, is even more of a dilemma because it's a Chinese uh the parent company is Chinese, right? So mm. there's that whole element to think about as well, uh, beyond just the but, you know, oh I, I I'm not sure if I'm suited for a corporate uh leadership kind of role. But uh, then bro can live in G C B bro. Yeah, you know, but just I don't know. Me, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's then we don't need to do podcasts from our bedroom anymore. <laughs> we can have like a podcast, like a podcast studio at home. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very, it's, it's so telling to me when he doesn't allow his own children, or at least, yeah, he, his children are not allowed to use TikTok lah. TikTok. In a maybe place that's where why he, yeah. yeah, that's why maybe he based them in Singapore because there's that rule lah. And and I mean, being in Singapore makes it. I mean, TikTok is headquartered in Singapore lah, right? What, uh, one of his headquarters, I guess. No, no, and no, I what he said is headquartered in in the US and Singapore. Ah, okay, okay. So uh, Singapore and US, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's a Easy. it's a huge. I mean, go watch some clips, like We'll put some some links to the clips in the description. Yeah, it is after a, that. It is after a, that, stand up and sing Majula Singapura. Yeah, exactly. Finish watching. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, but yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, hasn't been that. Hasn't been a very sweet experience for, for uh, <clears throat> Mister Mister Chu right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, speaking of sweet experiences, like, right? <laughs> Our next yeah. topic is about sweet experiences. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe not so sweet, like, right? But but what is this next topic? Uh, it is just a um, a TikTok video uh done in Singapore where the user was surprised to find that Coke got mm-hmm. a B nutri grade rating which mm. is something that was rolled out in Singapore last year mm. where you know all these these drinks are graded uh, Coke got a B while Milo got a D mm. Mm, mm, mm. yeah Coke got a B Milo got a D mm. so they were like hey so does that mean that Coke is healthier than Milo mm. what yeah um, and then you started a whole debate about the whole nutri nutri grade thing like how how did Milo get a D while Coke got a B mm. Mm, so, right. so what made you want to talk about this, Terence? Mm, I think just the fact that people are still surprised about how about the the sugar or, or saturated fat content in Milo, lah, right? Mm. Um, because I think a few years ago, uh, there was a there was a, a CEO of a of a wellness slash education company called Mind Valley in Malaysia. Mm, he mm. did um videos basically eviscerating the you know the big pharma and and the big food companies for how they were the marketing was very misleading like, for products especially Milo yeah he was saying that uh, Milo was something that he always thought would enhance his performance in sports at a young age and you need to drink two to three glasses of it every day like, right mm. and then later learning that you know uh, Milo itself has so much sugar content in it and it's really not healthy. La. So I thought, I, I think that video went viral and, and a lot of people pick, picked it up and talked about it and all. So I'm quite surprised that people are still surprised when they see that Milo actually, because this Nutri-Grade rating is, rating is based on sugar and saturated fat, la, right? So yeah. the fact that, that they're surprised that Milo has a lot of sugar, la, right? Yeah, but but I mean, like I think that's also the tricky part, right? For for me, it was less that Milo it gets a D, but more that Coke got a B, mm. and what that kind of communicates, like because because even Magnolia Fresh Milk, mm. which you know is seen as like okay, like, like it's fresh milk, you know, like mm. 
There's no fat taken out and replaced with additives and all. It gets a C. Mm, mm. Yeah, so that then my bigger question was, like, hey, then the, the scale, is it measuring the correct thing? Because saturated fat content, saturated fat is the one that I think people are, are a bit more like, okay, that's that's a bit healthier as opposed to the mm. like, unsaturated fat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Um, and then there's trans fat. So there's fat and then there's sugar. So it just feels like, mm, is this the best way of ranking it? Because there's also mm. a list, la, right, of yeah. all the common drinks that have been ranked. Yeah. Of course, things like Kopio gets like A. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Coke gets B because ultimately it is what? It's sugar, water, mm. and caffeine, mm. right? Yeah. And, and preservatives, but it has no saturated fat content. Mm. So just based on sugar alone, it gets a B. La. So that's why I feel like, hey, fuck, then this ranking, does it make sense or not? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, saturated fat, I guess. That's where milk, like, I think the milk has no sugar, but it's, it's mostly saturated fat. That's why it gets the C, like, right? Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, the verdict is still out there about, you know, how much uh, saturated fat you should you should have in your diet. Like, and is it really worse than, than, than you know, sugar and all that, like, right? Yeah, so, yeah, correct. And that's the thing also, like, is this is also in relation to the portion size. Because I think the can, the can of Milo gets a D. But if you actually trawl through the 76 pages or what of the, of the, the drinks and the Nutri-Grade list, right? That list is 76 pages of a PDF, yeah. right? <laughs> if you trawl through it, actually most Milo products are B. And that's because Milo usually it's, it comes in, uh, packets and usually you're stirring, I don't know what, two to three spoons in 250 ml of water. So you're mm. actually taking a small portion, like every time. And not drinking whatever it is in the full can, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's in that sense in that TikTok video it was mainly maybe it was really referring to Milo as a as a canned drink, right? I don't know what else they put in a canned drink to make it more instant, instantly drinkable. But the Milo that you get as powder and all that is actually uh, it gets a grade of B, like, mostly. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at the list now. Like a lot of it just gets B. Mm, mm, um, so the the D thing is like hmm interesting mm, uh. yeah but I mean like uh, on Reddit there was someone who, who shared that in Germany right where the Redditor comes from mm. they have a different way of rating stuff mm. um, and the ratings are done by food type mm. uh, with like A being the no I think the score is 0 to 100 the higher the score the the better or Either with the higher the score or the lower the score, the better. But what I found interesting was that they do it per food type and fresh mm. food has no rating. Mm, it's see, more like, okay, if you want to buy carrots, for mm. carrots, you have a carrot score of like 67 versus 95 because some are more processed than, than less. Like. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, so maybe maybe there are benefits to having different kinds of systems because this nutrient-grade thing, I mean, like, is it then useful? Because mm. I drink milk uh, fairly often. Yeah. Uh, but it's unhealthy. So, for someone who maybe like just wants to take it at face value, then take Coke, ah, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Why not buy Coke? Yeah. I mean, one of the things I quickly <laughs> went to do is to check up all the other drinks that I, I also enjoy drinking to see the Nutri-Grade. Yeah. And, but, and how, how was it in general? Yeah, it was okay. Mostly bees and all. But at, at the end of the day, wow. Oh, I don't think that will affect my decision to drink or not like, that much, you know, just seeing that Nutri-Grade. Really? Yeah. yeah. In fact, but the only thing that in recent times has affected my decision to drink less Milo, right? It's not this mm. Nutri-Grade thing. It's actually that report that we discussed last week about about the prices of food in Singapore. 
And just oh. learning that Milo was the one drink where the price increased the most. La. I think uh, it was either an average of 12 cents or something like that. That the does you. Yeah, so that made me like, okay, maybe I shouldn't drink so much Milo because on paper, it looks like pe- like, like the prices are being inflated the most for Milo, la, right? Oh. <laughs> so that actually has made me think twice about drinking Milo a lot more. And so at the end of the day, so typical Singaporean, you you hit my pocket, then I then I wake up and like, oh okay, maybe I shouldn't drink so much. Huh? So you're saying the rate there should also be a rating for how much it has inflated yeah. like, the price. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, the, the inflation grade rating or <laughs> uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think maybe why it's so jarring is because if you are like our age, I don't know, I don't know how long back this extends. Like when you're growing up, right? Milo really is seen mm. as like a healthy drink. Mm. Like yeah. in the morning, I would drink Milo, mm. like hot Milo, and. When you're out with friends, it's like ice Milo mm. or like it's it's more even a Milo trucks. You know, it's always associated with sports. Mm. Mm, that's right. And in some way, it is a calorie bomb, right? Mm. So if you do participate in a lot of sports, sometimes it does give you the 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 short term energy that you need, mm. Um, and I mean Milo is just fucking nice, lah. I fucking love Milo. Mm. Like I recently bought the Milo cow, uh, the the can. So there's no, it's not the three in one. I don't. The three in one is nice, but it's very sweet. But a Milo cow, just a spoonful of it is like, oh, shooks, yeah. Milo, oh, Milo, Milo cow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Milo cow. But so it's it's almost like you shouldn't see it as a health supplement. Mm. It's just like a chocolate, la, you know, mm. and if you already indulge in like chocolates and all, this just replaces that. So you eat it, you drink it, knowing uh what you're putting in your body. La. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think the, the 12 cents has that much impact on me because I don't drink that much ice Milo to begin with. Yeah. So whenever I drink it, uh, it's it's more like a a treat lah, a treat. It's not the it's a not Milo the twelve cents, Harish. It's the principle of people inflating the price of Milo more than anything else. When you but say it's twelve you cents, win. you make me sound like this, like this <laughs> fucking like what the fuck? Twelve cents also make 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 a life decision based on that. Yeah. No, but we also pointed out that in that report, you don't know how big the cup was, what for the correct, Milo, correct? Right. Yeah. But but yeah. one thing I have noticed la, and a lot of Kobe Tams on that is because Milo is so popular, they actually pre-mix the Milo beforehand already, la, right? Oh yeah, so that's true. La. To me, it, it's not as fresh. Different, it's la. not fresh yeah. and doesn't have that feel of someone preparing it for you on the spot, la, right? And everything. Yeah. So over time, I've seen, I've kind of like, okay, that's just how it is. Then now knowing that they are also inflating the price on it, then I'm like, okay, I think it's time. Right off. Yeah, it's time to stop. It's time right to stop. Off. Yeah. It's time to go yeah. cold turkey Milo- on Milo. Milo, you need to you need to see the person stir with it with all yeah. their, their their energy yeah, la, you know? like the pushing through the pushing pushing through the the powder la, right in the water yeah pushing through the powder and, just, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and then you still get a little bit of clumps here and there you know yeah that's why that's why sometimes little, when I order Milo to me it's like I yeah, just go all the way like get the dinosaur you know like okay that one that's <laughs> a messed up thing la. what kind of fuck reasoning is that if you're going to take Milo already it's already not healthy and it's just a chocolate treat then just go all the way and, and yeah. really enjoy it la. Yeah. But, but Milo dinosaur don't you find it too much I, I don't I don't like Milo dinosaur it's too much but if you're drinking Milo cow already then what, what, what big difference is there with dinosaur you know because Milo dinosaur there's the Milo powder on top of the Milo <gasps> and then just like Ah, no, 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 no. It's called no, texture. No, no, no. It's called texture, Harish. It's called texture. Yeah, but you texture. know how big a Milo dinosaur is? <laughs> it's generally, it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. But, but so I know you, it requires the go big or go home mantra. La, go, yeah, and, and it requires skill to put together. La, a little bit more skill la, than Milo dinosaur, you know, than just a regular uh, Milo. 
True lah, true, mm. true. Because yeah, you need you got the finesse of putting the Milo over there. But uh, have you tried a Milo Godzilla? Ah, uh, I I have heard of it, but I don't think I've had it. That myself. one is yeah. insane, man. It's yeah. almost like the it's like a beer tower lah, but with Milo. Yeah, yeah. You, you, it's where did where did you get that? Uh? Godzilla. I think last time Jalan Kayu, Jalan oh, Kayu. Okay, okay. That was years ago lah. Milo Godzilla. Or was it Malaysia? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought. I thought it was not in Singapore, but I'm sure they someone has brought it to Singapore already, lah. I wouldn't be Milo surprised. Milo dinosaur, Milo Godzilla. I, I don't oh, know. Those. This kind of brought came to my mind. But I remember those days, like there was a, you know, if you went to Swenson's, there was an ice cream called the Earthquake, the Swenson's Earthquake, and the I one with the banana split and all of it, the bananas and the scoops, multiple. I think multiple it's like scoops. I don't know, fifteen yeah. scoops or ten scoops yeah, of ice cream, yeah, yeah. and it was called yeah, an Earthquake. Yeah. And then if you ate it, it was like. If you ordered it, it was like the most epic thing you could order. It's like a flex like that, like, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of times, I, I think friends would order it together and eat it together. Like. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think there was also a challenge to finish it in X amount of time because uh. I think I have a bunch of friends yeah. who did the earthquake challenge or something <laughs> and they fucking whack until they get brain freeze. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine the Nutri-Grade grading, uh, Nutri-Grade grading um, since an earthquake in this day and age? Uh? Yeah. yeah. No, but but... I think that's the thing where people don't even bother grading because mm. I also found out that the Coke that is got the grade of B, right? Mm. Apparently, the original Coke is no longer even on shelves because it was just so full of sugar. I don't know oh. what other shit they put inside. Um, but I think, yeah, for desserts and all, like, you can, I think if people start rating the health of desserts, right? Yeah. Can all, uh, I don't think that will fly. Uh. Yeah. Or bubble tea, bubble tea. Bubble tea got what? Bubble tea, isn't it part of the rating? Oh, is it? But bubble tea... Oh, it's okay. so di- diverse, la, right? Yeah, it's so diverse and you can customize the amount of sugar you put in it. So how do they rate it? La? There's yes. only one bubble tea, la, the Uni President Bale Shake bu- Bubble Milk Tea mm. B. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But does this but, uh, affect your decision to whether to drink Milo at all? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, generally, I don't drink much Coke. Mm. Milo is still like a like a treat as and when. Mm. Um, so yeah, it doesn't change at all. Like for me, it's a bigger thing. Okay, with these ratings, you just got to take it. You can't take it at face value. La. You got to take it with a grain of sugar. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't tell your friend like, hey, whatever you're getting, just give me one or uh, something with B grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to be healthy today. Yeah. I'm like, no, man. No, that doesn't work. That yeah. doesn't work. Or oh, everything, anything you ask for, you try to get siu tai. La. Siu tai. You just... Yeah. Try to order it. Except earthquakes, you tie, I think, never a bit hard. <laughs> Very hard. Or coke, you tie, also, no such thing, right? Yeah, no, I've tried Milo Kosong, you tie. Mm. Mm. Of course, like, I get the people rolling their eyes, uh, but then the, the, it actually, it's just more chocolatey, uh. Milo yeah, yeah, Kosong, you yeah. tie. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, yeah, I can get the rolling eyes thing. Why, why they roll their eyes, uh? It's like, uh, I thought you were going to say you get the, the reason for Milo Kosong, you tie. No, I get why they roll their eyes and you order that, right? Why, Terrence? Why? It's like, you're already ordering Milo already. No, you just drink it and don't pretend like you, you, you can get any <laughs> healthier, <laughs> la, right? This coming from someone, if I'm going to order Milo, might as well order Milo dinosaur. <laughs> la. That's my approach. Exactly. Might as well. It's like I roll my eyes. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, these, sort of, yeah. these sort of little, little actions, right? Terrence, you must, you must. They all, uh, there's this Malay saying, uh, La, sikit, sikit, lama, lama, jadi bukit. Mm. Which just means little, 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 become hill. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I never yeah. heard this saying before. I went to Chinese, I went Chinese school last time. <laughs> sorry, S- sorry. Yeah. Your Chinese upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later yeah. in life when you started having, you know, multiracial friends, I'm mm. sure one of them told you that. Yeah. yeah. Sikit, sikit, lama, lama, jadi bukit. Oh, man. But, yeah. yeah, so don't just go all out and have Milo Dinosaur if you're feeling like a bit of Milo. 
Mm, everything, I think everything in moderation, right? Everything yeah. in moderation, correct. Yeah. Correct. But yes, cool, man. Sweet. Moderation. Uh, yes. You know, we like to moderate the, the comments also on our Reddit once in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But usually, is there one short comment for you this time? Yeah, there, there, there is. Mm. It's a, a post on Reddit by Wrong Time Yalabad Meme Connoisseur Ice to Milo. Mm. Uh, just talking about when we were talking about computational photography as part of the topic of the Samsung phone and you know how it uses AI to enhance images and all mm. it's just a funny meme like, it shows like you know iPhone 14 camera shows a blurry image of the Yalabad cover art uh, Huawei P50 which is a more powerful zoom shows it less blurry mm. and then with the Samsung 23 Ultra camera you can go so deep that what you see through your camera is a text that says insightful balance and thoughtful conversations on the hottest topics with a depth of wit and a splash of humor. Mm-mm-mm. So I also think it's one of those things that are funnier when you see it rather than me trying to explain it. Yeah. But that is my one short comment. Mm, that's cool. Uh, what about you, man? My one short comment was, uh, I think we were, there was a comment on the, you know, that podcast recording we did with the AI expert, Kevin Pereira. Um, suggesting, hey guys, I'm sorry to know that you lost your quality audio file. Came across this website, podcast.adobe.com slash enhance. Not sure if AI can help to enhance the audio quality. Still hope that, the, you know, the audio can be uploaded for the podcast. Uh. So, <laughs> it's so, oh. it's, I just find it quite funny, ironically funny, how, you know, people are telling us to use AI to enhance our podcast that was about AI. <laughs> upload it to the upload it as a podcast like, yeah so I guess that's the yeah. that's the next thing like, like you know it just raises the baseline mm. because of AI mm. correct, correct, correct it's like now you know when you take a shitty photo people are like hey how, how bad is your photo taking skills the general phone takes pretty decent photos yeah, yeah so in future if you don't meet the mark you'll be like hey bro mm. why like that it's, just use AI just use yeah. AI bro <laughs> Yeah, but, but I, I, I'm just thankful that people, you know, want to listen to the file and, and are giving us suggestions on what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Cool, man. Cool. Cool. Um, Yes, and, and what is your one shock thing for the week? Uh, Do you want to go first? Uh, I need to pull mine up okay. so we can make small talk in between. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I do have my one shock thing. It's also a, a YouTube video. Uh, ah okay so okay, okay you go you go yeah it's actually from uh okay, okay maybe yeah maybe it's worth uh talking about more as a sorry it's, it's more willing more correct to talk about it as a as a larger thing la. and then i think it was more recently the the youtuber mr uh coffeezilla uh, mm. got on Joe Rogan's podcast the Joe Rogan experience and if coffeezilla sounds familiar i think it's because we have spoken about him and the videos that he's done uncovering scams uh whether it was ftx or logan paul's crypto zoo scam you know so mm. he's a youtuber mm. with uh two and a 2.75 million subscribers who really goes in depth to uncover scams like right you know talk to victims and talk about uh, what updates about what has been happening like. so mm. you know his videos are very interesting and and they're usually long-form videos that, that are not short and uh, the the cool thing is that yeah, he really takes the effort to do his research and almost in, like investigative journalism on a lot of these scams that are going on the internet and in the NFT world and 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 all that, right? So he's 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 a young guy, less than thirty years old. Uh, mm. and him being a guest on Joe Rogan, 
you know, to talk about. Maybe in the most, uh, the most eloquent way so far about, you know, whether the FTX crisis and about Logan Paul's, uh, crypto zoo scandal and all these things. I thought it was amazing. It was fascinating. Uh, and just thinking about the two of them having a discussion, you know, Joe Rogan being the, basically the king of podcasting, uh, right? At this, at this point. Yeah. And CoffeeZilla, yeah. you know, building a very big audience base on YouTube, uh, on his own videos, which are not necessarily very advertiser friendly, right? Because, they're about uncovering scams and all that, right? Um, the two are then talking about what the future of uh, content should be and, and 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 why they do what they do. I think it was a really, mm. really interesting listen. So oh. I would encourage anyone who who you know who thinks about you think about these things like what when you watch a TikTok, when you when you use TikTok and who is getting paid, who's benefiting from it, who is being screwed over by it and things like that. These are things that we don't mm. think about. And I think uh, just listening to Joe Rogan and him riff about about that is was was very interesting. Yeah, so I re- mm. recommend I highly, highly recommend people listen to it. I, I you know. Also, you watched it or listened? Listen to, to it? it all the way through. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow, cool. Uh, yeah, I haven't listened to a Joe Rogan podcast for a while. Mm. So I highly recommend this Coffeezilla. So because I was going to say, you know, I was going to recommend a Coffeezilla video, but I thought actually, you know, we have spoken about Coffeezilla before, so why not just reference the the Joe Rogan podcast directly la, to understand more about him. I see, I see. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, my my one short thing is an article that I read uh, a couple of days ago that talks about this one restaurant in Staten Island mm-hmm. um, in New York that is is run by grandmothers mm. in the sense that um, it, it features uh, like a, a handful of grandmas from around the world mm. who have come together and they've been cooking there for like 7 to 10 years la. Mm. Um, from uh, Sri Lanka from uh, Italy from Azerbaijan um, and every day or every few days I think there's a rotating they rotate la. Mm. so these few days will be one grandmother's cooking another grandmother's cooking and it was started in 2007 because the owner wanted to honor his own Italian heritage and his um and his grandmother, mother, and sister, like, mm. all of whom were very good cooks. Mm, mm. So then he got one grandmother in, and then he started going around the world and he brought in these grandmothers who relocated to go teach, uh, to, to cook there. Mm. And yeah, so then their customers are all, there's like, it's one big family and the restaurant, the menu changes, like, depending on the grandmother who's serving for that night. Mm. So and I just thought, where, are they just from, a, where are they from originally? You mean the grandmothers? Yeah. Yeah, so right now there are grandmothers from um so okay, so there there's a fixed regular Italian menu mm. uh depending on which of the nonas, which is the Italian term for grandmother. Mm. Um and the there are services three three nights a week, like, and then they rotate. So let me see the list, uh mm. there are so so the think God damn. Let me find it. It was... Uh, but it's Italian oh, cuisine, from, right? It's Italian cuisine, mostly. No, no. They cook their own oh, cuisine. they cook their own cuisine. I see, I see. Yeah, so Sri Lanka, Azerbaijan, Trinidad, Syria, Japan. Wow. Um, amongst others. Wow. So it has Italian cuisines, but they also have cuisines from all these other grandmothers. Mm, that was pretty awesome. Man. Yeah. So the only thing that's fixed is the regular Ital- Italian menu. Mm, sure. Everything else kind of changes, which I thought was like, hey, shit, that's... That's sweet, man. Mm. And like all the customers like come in, you know, they hug the grandmothers, they kiss the grandmothers, and it's just it's just an interesting concept, la. Yeah. And they said a lot of their 
their customers are empty nesters who are women whose husbands have passed away or children have children have moved out and they're just looking for like a family kind of thing like mm i see i see yeah interesting mm, yeah. Well, that's cool uh i mean yeah this it's one of those things uh, like all these uh more more interesting ethnic or cultural kind of like uh, establishments uh yeah very hard to find in singapore like, right uh, mm. operating as small mom and pop kind of places or, or whatnot, right? Just because yeah, of high yeah. rents and everything. So I do I do miss, the, you know, those days when I was living overseas and discovering new restaurants or small restaurants with interesting backstories like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Singapore, you do get that sort of heritage in hawkers, but then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fucking Geelang Sarai, yeah. Geelang Sarai and the rents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah. But cool, man. Cool. Wow. All right. That's three, three podcasts in a week. Three this week. Three. Uh, uh, three and a half sweet. if you count the podcast recording with uh, the, the AI podcast recording. Kevin, well, yeah. Right? yeah. So, so I mean, next week, hopefully it'll be as exciting as we think it will be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next week podcast will be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Cool. Sweet. Thanks for listening, right. everybody. See you soon.